I'm E. I'm Rob. Peace, y'all. Screening, man. What's going on? Welcome to the next movement, folks. Everyone gets tired of being alone eventually. Treasure your heart. I value everything you spiritually brought. Prepping the king's mail. Mike G shit is real. My sensory over flooded. She eased emotion. Back to normal flowing. No, I'm not a regular individual. Put you on game. Every chance they give me, give you the visual. Made your life assist. You more than a gift and an asset. With an unforgettable smell. Wonder how we even got here. Pleasure to know you. Prove it till you better than I can show you. They don't know you like I do in a minimal amount of time. Look what we carved out. A bond unbreakable. Chain link like Ficanduro. Society plural. Shorty a gem, let the music dispense hey, Yo, the hate intense, love overpowers at times a thousand No time for slouching Wanna see you happy even if it's not with me But I need you with me, wondering how you been when we don't speak Don't gotta worry when I got you like you got me No leeches, understood the thesis Communication through telepathy, you don't mind being led a lead And if we met, it was for more than a reason So free and good hair, good skin Got my soul fleeing with every look God flavors like a cookbook, you on my arm? That's a good look, good looks Manifest destiny no matter how long it took I'm wondering how you been Sice Greeny, thank you so much for coming through. Really appreciate your time. Appreciate y'all having me, man. It's an yeah. honor. Of course, of course, of course. So lots to talk to you about tonight. I wanted to start with your newest project, which is called Bionic Arm. Yup, yup. So on the project's Bandcamp page, you say history was made yet again. So talk to us about that a little bit. How <laughs> how have you accomplished that through Bionic Arm, and how can listeners feel that in this body of work? Yeah. Well, it's just like a, it's literally like a catalog of my life. Literally, like all the all the albums I make, mind you, that's like my fourth album in a year. So like that's why I'm saying history is being made. It's more like me being on the street and giving giving the fans an album every two to three months you know, having a whole project ready. And I'm not talking 13, 14 songs. Like, every album is 44 minutes long. And I do that intentionally because that's just, like, the standard on a vinyl. Like, that's how much, that's how many minutes you can have on a vinyl, you know? So when I did my first vinyl, I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to make all of my albums, like, at least 44 minutes long enough just so that it could be lengthy enough to give it that childhood feel, like all my favorite albums, Life After Death, all those albums, they, they're like a movie. It's like watching a movie, you know? So that's that's basically why I said it's historic to me, you know, personally. It's just like, I'm, that's like, I've done over 100 songs in less than a year. It's pretty crazy to think that. Mm. I like what you said about the, um, thinking about the length and taking up like as much space as you can on the vinyl. Yeah. It just makes me think of like being a kid and making mixtapes and taking up as much of the tape as you could like getting it down yeah. to, to the minute and a second. <laughs> i was one of those kids for sure like I, I remember having cd players walkmans like i remember when mp3 players came out and you only had a uh, 256 megabytes and you could maybe fit like 33 minute songs in, in that and i would be like so meticulous about what songs <laughs> i would have on my on my <laughs> you know my little mp3 player like yeah. i come from that yeah yeah so same you know i'm i'm right in between that era of like you know transferring to digital and so i got to see everything young i got to collect cds i, I went to sam goody circuit city 
Mm-hmm. You know, I was one of those kids trying to get CDs, asking my mom, yo, can you buy me this? This got the parental, <laughs> this got the parental <laughs> advisory on it. I can't get it. Ma, please get me this ludicrous CD, you know? So I come from that. Yeah. And well, that's how I made, you know, when I, when I grew up, I said, I'm going to make my albums feel how I felt when I got a new CD, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like it's, it's history to me. It's not me like, you know, being braggadocious or just saying it's history for it to be, you know, for it to sound cool. It's just like, it's a, it's a timeline in my life. It's a, it's a part of my catalog in my life. So yeah. yeah. I treat it historic, you know? I think we have a few questions about some of the tracks on Bionic Arm, but I want to ask you about one of them. The track, Buggy, How You Been? Oh, man. <laughs> that track has stood out to me. I especially love the part when you say, I want to see you happy, even if it's not with me, but I need you with me because... <laughs> I've always questioned people's sincerity when they say that. Like, I want to see you happy. Yeah. And I appreciate the honesty and you being like, yeah, but I need you happy with me. You know, like still, you know, <laughs> it's like any woman you in love with. It's like, you know, you, you want the best for them. Not like I wish I wish happiness on you, but I, I would rather it be with me. You know, I'm, I'm still yeah. like being transparent in a way. So Exactly. Yeah. That song is, is real personal. You know, that's like a real situation in my life. But at the same time, it's more like writing writing those things out helped me understand why things may be the way they are. You understand? So like just being that transparent with myself and understanding myself and putting it in lyric form, it just helps me navigate that without kind of rubbing it in that person's face, like the way you feel about them. You know, you could be overzealous or, you know, you could just show too much emotion to someone and that could blow up in your face. You yeah. feel me? Because... Maybe that so so person don't don't feel the same way as you, but you still have love for them, you know. So that's basically what the line meant. Like, you know, I, yeah. I will always want to see you happy, but <laughs> I would rather it be with me, basically. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was like a slum village selfish kind of <laughs> line, you know, like <laughs> in, in that sense. Like I wish I could hug you all at the same time, basically. Mm. Well, one of the things that uh, you know, that song made me think about is just love songs or songs about relationships in general like they they're like as old as music is i feel like so many of them out there and it made me wonder like how challenging it might be to write one that is different or comes from a different perspective is that something you like thought about when you were writing it yeah definitely i feel like a lot of rappers now it's just straight testosterone rap you're gonna get 20 minutes of (laughs) you know, cocaine and street stuff. So it's like, I'm from Queens. I come from that, but I challenge myself to not curse, you know, to talk about my emotions, to be more realistic. So I could give, you know, a good insight on like how I handle my emotions and how I feel about certain things like relationships, being with somebody or you losing somebody, you feel me? Or feeling a way about somebody and they don't feel the same way towards you. Yeah. You know, like real losses in life, real real things that you have to carry with yourself. So I feel like a lot of rappers don't do that. They just, you know, stick to the testosterone, the masculine. You feel me? But I like being a little more vulnerable, still holding my composure, you know, still being a man, but still showing that emotional side, still showing that I could be vulnerable. I could say things that, you feel me? It wouldn't it wouldn't hurt to, to, to show other people that I feel the same way, too. Yeah basically you know yeah yeah just about being real yeah exactly (laughs) i always appreciate when when artists can do that i know it's not always easy but that just makes me connect with the with the music more 
definitely. It's hard too. Like you, you look back at all the albums I make, and then I could, I could like certain songs I hear. I could remember how I felt when I hear them, and you know, those them same feelings come back. It happens to, it happens to us. Trust me. That's why some songs people don't like to perform. Like I never understood the artist's perspective until I became one, and now I'm in this seat, and I'm like, yeah, I can understand why that person don't want to perform that song all the time, or. They don't want to do that. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I used to look at it from a fan perspective, like, damn, you know, I love that song. Why they don't perform that or whatever? Whoever it may be, you know? But you don't know how much weight it, it costed them to make that song and to write them lyrics and to put it out there to be judged by other people. Mm. So, you know, it's a scary thing being a rapper and, and really, like, writing down what you really feel on an everyday basis because I could literally hear one of my albums and get emotional and, you know, and feel like shedding a tear sign based on just what I'm saying. It, it'll take me right back to that moment where I felt that and I felt yeah. like I needed to write about it. Yeah, again, that's real. Yeah. It helps me get over stuff, too. You know, like hearing myself that confidently talking about it, it, get, it helps me get over that. Like, all right, I understand myself. I understand why I wrote that. And it, it shows you how far you came from that from that period of making that song to where you at now. So yeah. Bionic Arm is probably like four or five months old because I'm mm. making an album every three or four months. So I already been hearing it, but to see how other people are digesting it is crazy. That The fact that you asked me about that song first too, that's the song everybody asks me about. Mm. And it's probably one of the more vulnerable songs in the album. Mm. You know, so, so I'm glad it's like resonating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. So there are several different producers that contribute to Bionic Arm. And and I don't think that I would necessarily know that if I wasn't looking yeah. at the album's credit, because this project has a very cohesive sound, like all the beats fit together yeah. and they complement each other. How do you as an MC ensure that this happens on a project? Man, the, I mean, the way I go about my albums is, is it's a lot different from the norm. Because I'm I'm sourcing these beats in a community like that you wouldn't know of unless you know you're on SoundCloud and you're following this certain sound. You feel me? So it's like a lot of these beats, I'm sourcing them based on the relationships I'm having with these people, you know? And it's just like everyone's from a different part of the world. No one in my album is from the same place, mm. like, or ethnicity or anything like that. There's people from the UK, California, New Mexico, Chile, like <laughs> all the producers, they're from all over, you know, but the internet is just such a special place, man. People become fans of you and, you know, you build these crazy relationships with people you never thought you would. And you have this camaraderie where they understand your sound. They know what to send you. They know what fits your voice and your style. And I pretty much have like a great source of production. Like I know a lot of producers because I'm one myself. And I go by a different alias when I produce. I produce as Gex Armor. So I have like a whole, you know, that's a whole nother world where I'm like this other person and I just get to produce. I don't have it attached to the greeny name. So it's like a lot of people don't know that's me unless I tell them and they're surprised. It's always like the reaction is always just mad funny. Like, oh, you're Gex Armor. Like people don't know that's me. But I didn't know. I, including <laughs> us. Yeah. yeah, I definitely didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't know that's me, but it's like 
I I I was producing at Sice Greeny. Like if you see Thinking Cap, I I'm on there as producing at Sice Greeny. But then like I felt like people weren't listening to my beats because they're like, oh look, another rapper producer guy, you know, another rapper producer combo. So it's like I just separated my production name and my rapper name to see like if they would just give this new guy that fell from the sky a chance. And it's like been working out for me so crazy. Like as much streams I have as a rapper, like my beats are like doing the same thing now. So it's just crazy incorporating that sound together. But it all started from learning from all these producers, you know, that are on the album now. So that's why I like, I pick my slots like real strategically. I make sure everybody gets a chance to be on the album. There's even female producers on Bionic Arm. So it's like, <laughs> you know, there's no whole bars to like creatively where I would go and who I would give a shot to if I feel they deserve it, you know? So it's like, it's based on relationships though, like how I get all those beats and everything. And I make sure everybody gets their splits. You know, I'm not, I'm not out here trying to short anybody, you know, but some people just really believe in me and they want, they want to see what I could do with their stuff and they just bless me, you know, it's like, I've, it's just an amazing feeling. I can't even explain it to have like so many people believe in you, especially people that make music. Yeah. So that's, like pretty, that's pretty much like how that happened. Sounds like you really had the opportunity to build community there. Yeah. It's, it's a lot, like it's a lot of people that really, really believe in me. Like I came in line, like in the last year or so it's like tripled, you know, and that's just based off, me putting so much music out as a producer alone i've put out as many albums as 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 many rap albums i have as just as much instrumental albums so i basically like have two different fan bases but i'm merging them hmm. in one you know yeah so all the all the relationships i build as a producer when people find out gex is greeny or greeny is gex you know they're more eager to to help me because they see me putting in the effort, putting in the work to become, you know, to become something in music. So I always try to return the favor somehow, some way and pay mm -hmm. it forward. So let's dive a little bit more into some of the tracks on Bionic Arm. So I want to touch on Definitely. Radiation Resistance for a minute. So you, you open this track up by inhaling and then exhaling and then saying like a breath of fresh air, Bionic Arm. <laughs> So, nah, so two that's, questions. My, that's my boy right there. Not oh, it's not you or somebody else? Okay. Yeah, like, even in Thinking Cap, um, it's it's all hosted by my boy Asir. So, like, okay. He, he, he just did an album with Zumo. He's a rapper as well. But, like, when I make him host the album, it's more like paying homage to the J Love, Tony Touch type era where they had mm -hmm. DJs, you know, speaking on the album and just saying certain, like, funny little skits and stuff like that. So, like, he basically hosts all my album. The funny thing is with this year, like I met him online and we're from the same place, but we never met each other. So like, we still haven't met to this day. We just FaceTime and make songs like that, That's you great. know, on FaceTime, just like this yeah. on the microphone, mute each other. He raps, I rap, boom, we got the song. Wow. So yeah, but I met him online. Like someone tweeted, like, who's your, who's your three um, favorite rap? right now and someone said Wayo, Sice Greeny and Nasir I didn't know who Nasir was so I looked <laughs> I went to check like who is this guy 
man's man's looked like me with the beard, seven line. You know, he's from Queens. I'm like, yo, this is like my doppelganger. I never met him. <laughs> I get on the phone with him. He sound exactly like me on the phone. It was just the craziest thing. I didn't understand it at first, but then like since then, like he's probably became one of my best friends in the music. You know, and we probably mm. have over hundreds of songs together, like unreleased. So like he's a big inspiration. I just love his character and his, you know, his drive, his will to win. He always wants yeah. to make more music. So I try to incorporate him in everything I do. That's why every album you'll see his name most likely. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, I have like an all star supporting cast with every album. Like I love that. I, I could I could go about making my albums by myself, but like it's not fun to make music on your own like yeah <laughs> yeah like i'd yeah. rather i'd rather make it with my friends like i'd rather have all the like a whole all-star roster on my album rather than just me make an album on my own that don't sound no fun yeah. i could do it but like it's not fun to me i'd rather incorporate yeah. my friends and make it a moment you know make it special make it count that project that he has that a seer has with zumo by the way is is dope policy yeah amazing this song like he's great he could change his tones up his voice he's just he's amazing yeah. he's a great producer too it's a good listen so a few questions about that that opening line that he offers so mm -hmm. what do you offer on this project and within your artistry in general that makes this statement true and do you feel like bionic arm is a body of work that really showcases your uniqueness and skill as an MC? yeah i definitely i feel like it's like me and my prime right now. Like I finally understand myself. Like my approach to music is where I I'm most comfortable at. I definitely feel like the album is a breath of fresh air because not many rappers that come from where I come from and make the kind of music I make are being like vulnerable in their music, being more realistic. You know, everything's about you hear it on the radio. You hear you hear what you hear. You know, even the most popular rappers are like just cocaine raps you know street raps violating women like i i most of my albums i do not even curse like i don't violate women in my music like there's just a certain way i write that yeah it does it's it's not the norm you know so that's why a lot of people tell me that it is a breath of fresh air it's like wow he didn't curse once like that was all lyrics that was all flow that was all cadence feel me so it takes a lot of work to get there, but like I feel like this album, I really honed in and like mastered everything that I've learned, like creating music in the last few years consistently, like doing it as a career. So it feels amazing. I can't front. It feels yeah. great. Yeah. Shout out to you because not cursing in general, rapper, 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 not. I, I that that would be crazy. hard for me. I can't go like a minute without cursing. So that's I think that in itself is a skill. Not me either. Like you're talking regular. <laughs> yeah. I'm always cursing. Don't get fuck don't get every other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm still, you know, I'm still from that cloth. But it's like when I write, I just think about everybody listening. I think about that 13 year old kid that's gonna find out about Greeny. You know, I think of I think of that eighteen year old girl. Anybody who's listening to me, like I don't want to yeah. violate nobody. You know, I don't want to yeah. feel like I violate anyone. So I write, you know, in a way that's that it could be for everyone to interpret it, even though like nobody cares about that, and everyone <laughs> lets the kids <laughs> listen to whatever, like you know. But just me, yeah. me personally, like I approach music like for the kid in me. So it's like, what would I want 
myself mm. to be here and if mm. I was like 13 again mm. you know and that's 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 literally how I rap like you know I don't want to violate I just <laughs> I want to say stuff that's like oh okay I could take that with me like a good quote in a book you know yeah. I could take those words with me and you know or it's like oh he's felt like that too like th- with that line like I want to see you happy even if it's not with me but I need you with me it's more like oh wow he actually vulnerable enough to say that like he man enough to say that he he want to see her happy but you feel me it's like he's still yeah. showing like he's human too so i like doing that like i like humility a lot in my music and my raps yeah that really speaks to self-awareness for me yeah, for sure you gotta lose a lot to get self-awareness in life you know you do you gotta take a you gotta humble you gotta yourself take a lot of yeah a lot of losses a lot of you know a lot of people turned their shoulder on me and didn't appreciate my music at first. You know, they found it weird. Like, yo, how you from Queens? You from the street? Like, they looked at me like I should rap a certain way and, mm. you know, wear this and do this. It's like, yo, <laughs> that's 20 years of trauma. Like, I'm done with that. I'm done getting searched by the cops. Like, mm. I'm yeah. done with all that. I want to live a regular life. I'm good. Mm. Like, yeah. So, that's that's why I rap the way I rap and the topics I pick, everything is more from a just a hustler's perspective, trying to get out of that same cycle, you know? Yeah. So let's talk about Incog Fog. All mini Turn the corner table, turn the cable, jump out how the thunder was brought. Thunder is thought process. The enigma bursting, you're knocking with the illa shit. A pillar in this game of vultures. Get your own sauce, they forging their signatures. Begging for styles. Updating my firmware constant. They ignoring they in the conscious. Low key lockness. Game locked in to see the lies of strange topics. How you got lit? My story deeper. I'm really putting the time in. The leaf Havana with dough face stuck in drones and cameras trying to paint the latest sketch out the canvas book bells rung words hung the can shook remember how each exit looked all praxis staying sucker free through your taxes new drop of the masses hey yo osts to life copy another classic all conditions fashion men in black gadgets presented the past futuristically do it traditionally i ain't have the poly with leeches of any sort solid w's to many more ain't no telling where we headed i was ready for whatever for sure on here, there was a line that, that really struck, stayed with me. So you say, in this game of vultures, get your own sauces, they forge in signatures. <laughs> I feel like this could apply to so many different things, right? But let's let's just focus on how it applies to you as an MC and hip hop culture as a whole. How yeah. have you protected your artistry and created your own path in this climate? And do you think avoiding the vultures has required a community effort? Yeah, I feel like, like people, inspiration and like shark biting is like, it's a very thin line between it, you know? Mm. So like, yeah. you could, you could, you could emulate something as long as you put your twist on it. Like the moment I see you just, you know, tit for tat, it's like, I lose all respect. So that line was more like, just throwing that up there. Like, you know, a lot of people are just using someone else's style to get ahead. So it's like, I have to call it out. I always throw a line in there where it's like, nah, you gotta, you gotta be so original in this. Like yeah. down to the production, down to the raps, your look, your voice, your cadence, your your cover art, everything, your approach. 
it's like it all has to be original from your mind. I feel like it don't count, like to me, you know. Yeah. You've talked about this already. You you release a lot of music, which isn't unnecessarily unusual these days, but mm -hmm. to do it with consistent quality is impressive. You know, on on Bionic Arm, you got a track called Code Red, and there's a line on that track. I'd be thinking like, what's the illest shit I haven't said? Which kind of sounds like a guiding principle for your writing. And I'm wondering how yeah. of, how often do you write? Do you have a routine or practice that contributes to your prolific output? Yeah, honestly, I won't even lie for the camera, nothing, bro. I honestly write every other day or every day, literally, probably for the last year. So, like, even if I'm just at home, I get home from work and doing what I got to do, I'll I'll just throw beats on or new beat. You know, I'm checking beats all the time. People sending me stuff. So, as soon as I hear something, I don't force myself, but I always think in my mind, like, yo, I just gave eight hours to someone else's dream. Hmm. You feel me? So, <laughs> it's my turn to do something for myself, even if it's five, ten bars, you know? But I get right on the computer. You know what I stopped doing and it started helping me more? I stopped writing on my phone. So I only write on my phone. Like if I go to Lung's crib or feet, you know, I go to their crib and I'm in the studio. Cool, I write it on my phone. But when I'm home writing tracks, I get on the keyboard and type it out like an essay. And I just read it off the screen as I'm rapping it, you know? Just like that. And it makes it so much easier for me. It doesn't feel like much to do you know it's just like i'm writing a quick paragraph how i feel it might just be like everything about the day and just in a clever set in a clever way you know and I'll, I'll make a verse out of it eventually you know yeah but i treat writing like it's an everyday thing music in general i take a little baby step for my career every other day or every day like i have to it's like mandatory for me at this point yeah and that discipline just came with like seeing the results of every album that i put out like that dopamine rush to release in the album and there's 20 songs and everybody's like picking their favorite ones and everything you know some certain people have three other choices other people got three other choices like it's never the same picks it's just everything resonates differently with everybody so like writing helps me basically understand who i'm writing to and and you know stuff like that but writing, I do it a lot, bro. Like that's the that's the thing I do the most, more than anything. Make beats. Like I'm always writing, on the train, at work, like standing up, and, <laughs> and anywhere, like <laughs> wherever it is. I'm if I, something comes to my mind and it sounded slick in my head, like I'm writing it down, literally. Ray Gun is a another project you released this year. Oh, amazing! I think so <laughs> too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> one of my so favorite much. yeah yeah one of my favorite moments on this album is the intro it really reminds oh, me of the beginning of a 90s rap album it immediately transported me to another time and place and there are other mm -hmm. moments like that on ray gun but i don't think that this is an album that solely encompasses that nostalgic sound and feel it feels more like you've tried to marry the past and present sounds and styles of hip-hop mm -hmm. would you agree with that definitely yeah definitely it's like oh uh, every every album like i put myself in a different era you know so with ray gun it was more like 
I wanted to make an album that made made me feel like I was listening to the radio, you know, and it was like my special, like you know, you know, Funk Flex got his hour to play his shit, like <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. all, you know, this is my mix, you know. So that 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 was the idea with Ray Gun. I had a few drops from certain people, like like the different voices and characters, like it's like an adventure, you know. I'm making like movie scores in a way. And it's just for the kid in me, honestly, like down to the titles, like, like I'm literally just like embodying what like Zelda is and like how you would find different weapons in a game. Like my albums are the same way, like mm. all these albums, the thinking cap, ray gun, you know, bionic arm, these are things that could help you in your journey and your life. If you equip them and throw them in your bag, you know what I'm saying? So it's like a one big kind of not, not childish, but you know, it's kid like, you know, it still has that kid like, Cause I make music for the kid and me, like I said. So yeah. there's certain things I, I have to add, you know. There's a track on Ray Gun that I want to ask you about. Um, the track is called Ginzo, and oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a I've got a couple questions about it. First, I just mm -hmm. want to touch on some of the lyrics. You say uh, at some point they serve in vague imagery. I can barely make out the type of shit I'm seeing in my vision sometimes trying to cherish the moment for what it's truly hidden for. Am I supposed to learn, feel pain, or face both? Uh, <laughs> man, I hit rewind on that several times. Again, it just feels like a real honest lyric, like sharing your experiences, trying to be present, trying to figure out yep. the purpose of things. It made me wonder what you look to for help when it comes to like discerning purpose or meaning in your experiences. Man, that's a good question. I would say I look for, I, look, I look for people that that have experienced the same thing, probably similar things that I have, you know, like I basically have put myself around such a good support system and people who understand me and know me that I have people I could go to and just tell them like, yo, I kind of fucked this situation up, bro. <laughs> or, you know, like I got people that I could tell my mistakes to. And I kind of encourage that a lot in my music where it's like, if you don't have someone to be vulnerable with it's gonna go bad for you mm. you know pent up energy is the worst you feel me like storing all you know storing on all that anger in you all that sadness harboring all that energy it could only go so well like for me that's that's gonna blow up in your face so a lot of times i have i have those people that i could talk to and just tell like yo i fucked up i didn't do this correctly like i wish i would have you know yeah. I could share my regrets. I could share that and not feel judged or like out of character for, you know, for sharing it. So like, that's pretty much how I get a better understanding of myself. Having, having other people around me to allow me to be me and allow me to make mistakes and allow me to be human. You know, that's why I, I, I'm not afraid to do it in my music to encourage other people to do it, you know? Yeah. That kind of makes me wonder, I was going to ask this anyways, but it makes me wonder even more about the title of this track, Ginzo. You know, the word is considered by some to be a slur, a derogatory word for people of Italian descent. And it, it made me wonder, like, is there a significance to your decision to use that word as a title? Or? Nah, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's crazy. <laughs> it was I, more of a play on the... Um on a character, the, the Yu-Gi-Oh character, Jinzo. Okay. But I just put a G in front of it because it was like, it's my name. <laughs> you know, just the yeah. greenie. So I just yeah, put yeah. the G in front of it. I didn't know it was like a a derogatory um 
remark or anything like that. You know, I would never do that purposely. But, like, yeah, it was more of a play on that because that character is, like, you know, one of the more brute forces on that show. It's more like an anime reference. Got it. Okay. You know? Yeah. If, well, if you if you start if you search the the character Genzo up with a J, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's like an animation characters. It's, sure. It's cool though. Well, to be honest, I didn't know. I'd never heard Genzo uh, at all, and didn't know that it would be a considered a slur either. But I yeah. I looked it up because I was like, where <laughs> what is this word? Either. Where does it come from? All the Italians, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. I, yeah. I love- of all my Italians, don't come to me, man. <laughs> you feel me? But yeah, it was just a flip on, on it on a Yu-Gi-Oh character, like great. Like again, another piece of my childhood. Yeah. I always have like video game references or like stuff like that. It's just always in the, the albums based on what I used to play as a kid and stuff like that. For sure. All right, you you mentioned the beat tapes. I think you've released two so far this year, at least two that I found. Um, and they seem to have a loose theme. They have these like little snippets of old R and B and pop ballads like scattered throughout. And uh, it kind of, kind of seems like you're flipping things that are familiar or have memories attached to them or conjure a certain mood in the band camp description for the first one, which is called Spellbreakers, uh, It says proper spiritual guidance, which I know is a, as a twist on your PSG. Um, mm-hmm proper spiritual guidance for those healing. So I wonder if you could talk a little bit about the idea behind these projects and, and then maybe speak to the healing aspects of making this music. Man. Well, at first I never thought of my music as healing, you know, this is, this is what like the fans start telling me the support is, you know, after I start releasing this kind of music, you know, with these certain samples, I flip a lot of R&B and stuff like that, you know? So once it started sticking and people start telling me like, yo, your music is healing me. Like once I start hearing stuff like that, I start aiming towards, you know, continuing kind of kind of keeping that tradition in a sense. So like a lot of the beat tapes are me, like just going back to my past and like remembering certain moments, like watching TV with my family on the couch mm. and those those commercials come on with all the R&B CDs, like R&B hits, 30 yes. classics, <laughs> you know, all of that is just like a, it's literally a piece of my childhood, everything about it, you know? So like, that's, that's mostly what my music is, just like real nostalgia. You're really going to look back and remember your life when you listen to my music. It's just, it's just like how I made it. Intentionally, I make it that way. For it to hit your core like that, you know. Well, I try to at least from the reception that I get. You know, I don't know if I'm doing it, but I I've heard it so far, so yeah. I'm trying to continue that. It definitely did it for me. You know, I found myself Thank th- you, thinking about those old uh, infomercials. Yeah. <laughs> Waking up after I fell asleep on the couch at like two in the morning and seeing these infomercials that yeah. are playing constantly. <laughs> you Brought know, that's the memory. brown cable box ever right there, man. That's just <laughs> yeah. like. I was, I was a kid. I just remember all of that, watching wrestling with my family. Like, not, not, nothing is the same anymore. You know, all we have is memories now. So, like, yeah. it's basically me keeping my own memories alive in my music, like, doing stuff like that. So that when I'm 50, 60, and I'm, you know, I can't do what I'm doing now, I can sit down and hear all this and, you know, be amazed at myself. Like, you know, I, he was going crazy when he was 30. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, yeah, he was going crazy. I think it's time to talk about legal drug money. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Here's a tune about this honey named Renee that I met one day on my way back from John Jay. I'm people shorty as she's walking to the train. I tap her on the shoulders. Excuse me, Miss McKenna, can I get your name? She said, my name is Renee. I said, I got a whole lot to say. So may I walk you to your subway? She said, if you want. So yo, we started talking. I brought two francs and two drinks and we began walking. I had to see where that head was at. Cause the year was mad fast. So we must chat about this and that. She told me what she was in school for. She wants to be a lawyer. In other words, shorty studies law. I'm telling shorty I'm a writer. And as she's looking for the token, she drops it back into the easy wider. Covers her mouth with the name ring. I say, yo, I don't sweat the technique. Shorty rocks. I do the same thing. But yet I use Philly blunts. She said I never dealt with Philly blunts because I heard that's for silly stunts. I said, nah, they burn slower. Right now I really don't know you, but maybe later on I can get to show you. So every episode, we spend the second half of the episode talking about an album that's chosen by our guest for whatever reason. Maybe it's an album they grew up with. Maybe it's an album that they just appreciate. So tonight we're talking about Legal Drug Money by The Lost Boys. So, Sice, we ask this of everybody when they when they pick an album. Why are we talking about Legal Drug Money tonight? How do we land here? Oh, man, it's like... It's like one of the first albums I was addicted to, you know, as a kid. Like, wow, this is amazing. I just remember this album, like, again, my childhood. We go we go back to it so many times. <laughs> like, it's just always there, man. It was one of them albums, like a comfort album. I just felt like I was really from Queens. I, was, I really knew everything they were talking about, what they were mm-hmm. saying. It was this pivotal, pivotal album for me. I can't even lie. It was it's amazing still. So I'm guessing because they were from Queens too, that's part of what drew you to the project. Definitely, because at that time you only had like cool G rap, you know. That I'm from Corona, so I'm like I'm I'm looking at rappers that's only from like Corona, like certain areas. So I'll listen to like Beat Nuts, Cool G rap. Mm. You know, they were from my side, Gab Gotcha, people like that. But overall. Like just Queens in general, they were they were my favorites. Like some of my favorites as a group. Like you didn't have too many groups. It was always like solo rappers. So it was like, yeah, that's that's what made me fall in love with them too. And just the songs, you know, music makes me high. Um, Renee, like those are legendary New York songs. Classics, like, <laughs> yeah. Classics. You, you just put yourself in, the, you know, in that in that perspective. As soon as you hear the beat, it's like it's crazy. Yeah, and the name, everything about it, like everything about it, it's just Mr. Cheeks' voice. Like you, you know, you hear Mr. Cheeks, you know it's like, yeah, you know it's him. That voice is distinct, like one-to-one voice. That's another thing about it. Like he's he's shouting out his whole crew, like he's making everybody a part of it. Like it's there's just so many things I could say about it. That's it's crazy. It's just a good album in general. Yeah, it's up there for sure. So, I didn't see it on the list. I was like, whoa, nobody put a Lost Boys album. <laughs> no. Like, no beat nuts on there. I was like, hmm, what's it go with? I was going to pick Murder Music. I'm not going to lie, because I, I went through hell getting that CD as a kid. So I wanted to throw that on there, but I seen it on there already. So yeah. I was like, ah. 
think Fat mm-hmm. Ray, I think Fat Ray claimed that. You know? Yeah, Fat Ray yeah. picked that. Shout out to him. <laughs> Shout out to him. Work. So, what do you remember about the first time you heard this album? First time you heard Legal Drug Money? Man, I remember. I remember Uptowns was the best sneakers out. I remember if you had a pair of Uptowns at that time, <laughs> you feel me? You was like, you was godly. You was godly in the hood. <laughs> you know, clean ups. It just reminds me of like hanging out with my older brother or uh, watching him still North Face shit, you know? Um, <laughs> just being young in Queens, like it, it brings me back to just being a kid, seeing seeing everything for the first time in Queens, you know, seeing crime and mm. seeing people fighting. You know, that was the era people actually fought and shot the fair one. Like it was no shooting, it was no shooting and shit like that at that time. People like really just knuckled up and handled things like that. So mm. it's, it was a different era. Like watching all that as a kid, it was different. You know, being thirty now is like. You look back, you're like, well, I saw some crazy shit. I ain't even, I thought it was the norm, you know? Yeah. How have the Lost Boys impacted you as an MC, you think? And and how has this particular album influenced your artistry? I would say the most, the most impactful, the most impactful, the originality, you know, I would say. It's more like Mr. Cheeks, like, even the way he dresses, the way he, feel <laughs> me, the antics, the videos, like, I remember watching everything, being like, wow, this dude's like a one-to-one. He's like, he kind of reminded me of Buster Rhymes in a way, mm. you know? But then it was like, nah, he's more slick and like, you know, he's more clean. Like, he has that lingo to him. So, like, I remember just falling in love with him early as far as like a rapper, you know, watching his videos as a kid. So, like, definitely, definitely when I looked at the list, I'm like, whoa, there's no Lost Boys. That's like one of the first things that came to my mind. So like, it it just was there, you know. And and I remember when y'all sent me that message, it made me revisit the album again and, and start hearing it again. And I was like, wow, it took me right back to walking the hallways of Flushing High School. Like, it's mm. crazy. Yeah, Cheeks has a like you were saying. Like Cheeks has a really unique voice. He's got this like yeah. sing sing songy quality to his voice and his flow. It's, it's real boppy and jumpy, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every 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 like end of his bar, he throws a lot of emphasis on the words. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of do that too in a sense, you know, where I like certain things I say to end of it, I might stretch it a little, and, mm-hmm. you know, just give it that emphasis it needs, and. A lot of that comes from, like, you know, Lost Boy stuff, all the ad libs and everything, like how they place them, you know, where to scream at, <laughs> for it to not interfere with the lyrics, but like, you know, filling those gaps. I learned that from listening to them. So, for sure. Yeah. You talk about originality, and, and there was definitely no other group like this. I mean, the not way they were rhyming. Yeah. They, they had all of that originality. Which is part of the appeal, so I, mm-hmm. I definitely I'm on the same page as you. Down to the way they dressed, you know, like yeah, yeah, like Scoops the Beamers and the Benz, all that, all them songs and all that, like it's people still inspired by that to this day. But I yeah. feel like they don't, they don't get the credit, like they don't really get the credit like that, you know. So I the definitely mu- wanted to wanted to throw him in the fold. Yeah, the music video for that, like. That I the first time I saw this, I was like, "Oh, this is fucking New York!" <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. And, they jumping around, he doing yeah. that dance and whatnot. 
He's yeah. shouting out Freaky, feel me? Freaky Todd, Pretty Lewis. He's doing all that fire little little cadences like that, yeah yeah that, yeah that'll hypnotize you as a kid like you be in yeah. front of that tv going crazy trying to learn them lyrics <laughs> and i was that kid i was trying to memorize every song like on every album every, that i liked i was memorizing everything so you know when it came to becoming a rapper it was easy transition i already mm. remembered entire big pun albums and you know all of that like i was already memorizing lyrics so I could spit a verse right away. Like all I need to do is remember the first word of the verse. You know, yeah. once I remember that first word that I say, like, oh, mm. the other thing I think was different about them is what was this '96, right? This came out in '96. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Maybe not entirely different for '96, but like they were like intentional about saying like we're not into the violence and street street stuff that everyone else is talking about. Like we're Love, peace, and nappiness. That's what we're about. Yeah. So they try to come with another this different great, perspective. Another yeah. great album. And that's why I relate to them too. They didn't try to stay street, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really why I like them in the, to begin with. It's like that element, that element of them not trying to stay street and like evolve, you know, from what they came from. Like they were one of the first groups to do that. Even how he transitioned into the 2000s, it was more like, he still had that that street element, but he went commercial in a way. You know, Renee was kind of like a commercial song. They would play that on the radio and whatnot. So, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I just admire a lot of stuff about Mr. Cheeks in general. And being from Queens, he like a he like a superhero in Queens. Like yeah. LL, Run DMC, all of all of them. Like he's he's up there with them to me. You know, he's just as impactful. Yeah, I was going to ask if, if you felt like they have a different legacy in New York than they do in the rest of the country. Mm, I mean, in New York, they're very revered, but I, I don't think they get the, the credits like Run DMC, LL. Like, he not looked at one of those big pioneers. Yeah. I'm not sure why. Like, yeah. I seen his drink champs recently, and it was like, he kind of felt slighted too. You know, even his boy felt slighted for him. So it was like, you know, they still kind of got a chip on their, on their shoulder. and That sucks, you know? Yeah. He put, like, 20 good years in, in the game. Like, you know, praise that man. You know, he made a lot of classic songs we could still listen to today. Yeah. That You know, so I just wanted to put more more of a light on that on that side of things. Those are some great artists, man. Yeah, what, one of the things that, like, stood out to me as I was listening to it this week is Freaky Ta. I feel like he's been... Uh, mis sort of mischaracterized as like the greatest hype man in hip hop. Not saying that he wasn't a great hype man, but he also yeah. I kind of forgot how much he rhymed, like how much he was rapping on this album. Yeah, nah, he rapped, bro, and he did. He did a lot of he did a lot of behind the scenes things that people wouldn't know, you know, from what I hear and what I, you know what I've seen on YouTube digging up, you know, about the whole group in general, but hmm. like. Overall, you can't discredit the whole. That's why I said there, like I'm, I look at them as a collective. You know, it wasn't just Mr. Cheeks; he the main one. But a lot of people around him was helping him. Like he had a squad with him, you know. And I'm big on that. Like I got a lot of people that really look out for me. And without them, you know, I wouldn't have got this far with the information that I've been given. You know, a lot of people have helped me get here. I did not get here on my own. I could never say that. Yeah. You know. So well, I I appreciate that I appreciate that perspective because I've always wondered 
what exactly did Spig Nice and Pretty Lou do? Like, I never, I never understood. <laughs> I never understood that. Listen, if you're a rapper and you saying somebody's name on a song, they're important to you. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, I will not, I will never say nobody's name in a song if I have real love for them in real life and they really help me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it could be pretty, like, pretty time and all of them. They could have just been his friends you know they could have just been helping him navigate through the industry and the game and you know having those deep conversations with him backstage before he got to get on stage and community yeah like yeah go ahead they kind of could have just been pivotal in that sense where you know they helped him out like they had that them them hard conversations like i'll be needing that you know before, (laughs) before i do something you know, that's crazy, and I got to be in front of mad people. I definitely, like, have to be chilling and around certain people that make me feel comfortable, you know? Yeah. It's it's not always easy to get out there and rap and remember all your lyrics and, and be a good performer and put on a good show, be comfortable in your skin. Mm-hmm. That's not for everybody. Yeah. One of the things that I really appreciate about this album is the production. So I told Rob this before you hopped on that every song makes me want to dance, whether I'm supposed to or not. (laughs) And it really reminds me, I thought about this, but it really reminds me of what I said about um, Bionic Arm, about how it has this cohesive sound, because there are different producers on here, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and so, but it all sounds the same. Like, it sounds like this has a really like cohesive sound. Um, I'm wondering what you thought about the production when you first heard the album. Oh, the production? Yeah. Oh my production. God. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's some of the that's some of the best beats in hip hop. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's a, I'm it's such a shame that they're that slept on. Like they they don't be getting those top five combos. I get it. There's a lot of amazing albums in the world. Like, you know, like only built for Cuban links, you know, AT aliens, you could those standard amazing albums yeah. it's always gonna get picks but like i feel like nobody talk about lost boys ever they had crazy impact to me like mm-hmm. i just remember seeing them and seeing queens in the background and being like ecstatic like they're like the only ones doing that besides the beat nuts like literally i would hunt i would hunt for this as a kid like i wanted to relate I wanted to see artists that I could relate to. Like I've been on that block before. I seen that. I seen that background. I know where that yeah. is. Yeah. So yeah. like they were like some of the first people I saw on TV like that as a kid. Like oh shit, mm. that's Jamaica Avenue. Like that's over there. So it's like you know it was just more of the relativity to it. Like I could relate to them more. That had to be huge. I I can't like I've never been in that situation, but I can't imagine that. Like you seeing this video on national television and you like recognize the hood, you're like, "Yo, this is yeah. where this is where I'm from." Like that has to be fucking like, surreal. It was only Beat Nuts and Lost Boys doing that. Yeah, like, nobody. Well, Nas, yeah, not because I've seen Queensbridge. You know, I'm in Astoria now, so I'm five minutes from from all of that and uh, Mob Deep hood and everything. Yeah. So like. You know them, but they're they're already picks. They're, they're those are picks. No one's gonna miss like picking the infamous as as a top album. You know, right, so right. yeah, it's it's just whack that Lost Boys get like swept <laughs> under the rug like that because people would rather pick certain. I understand those picks. You get what I'm saying? I understand sure, why sure, yeah. everybody picks that. You know, people I'm really gonna, don't I, talk about this album though. They really don't. No, they don't. 
I'm saying that's why I said like no lost boys. Whoa, hold up. You know, I felt I felt, I felt a little disgust. Like that. <laughs> crazy. Like, I need I need some Mr. Cheese in here. He had crazy beats, like Yeah. He, he had bro, he had crazy shit, like crazy posse cuts, everything. Everything. He had the whole bag, bro. Yeah, he had a song for the females. He had posse cuts. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, like every every little thing in there, he had it. He had crazy interludes, like even the legal or uh, drug money. The intro is legendary. That's a legendary. It's a intro. good intro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't know who was the creative direction to that that whole you know structuring the albums and how he how he picked what song comes next. Like all of that makes or breaks an album too. Yeah, you know what song comes after, how it comes in, how the transitions land, how the how the skits land, how the song starts, how it finishes. You mentioned posse cuts. Like listening to this album this week made me remember Beast from the East on their oh. second album. Oh my god, I used That's, to love yeah. that song, bro. That those posse cuts, like I used to literally go to school every day hearing that, like literally, bro. The cannabis version, like. He's also another slept on artist. Like people don't mention. He had a he had a pretty crazy run when, when I was a kid from what I can remember. You talking about cannabis? Cannabis, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I think there's a conversation to have about that, but uh <laughs> He's like, not right no, now. Size, size. <laughs> We actually talked about. Um, I mean, I, I got time. I'm chilling with y'all. <laughs> no, we we talked about his debut album, uh, with our homie Joe, and you mm-hmm. got to go back and listen to that episode. We got a lot of shit to say about it. Nah, I gotta ch- I gotta check that out because I really like cannabis. I really I can't front. I fuck with. It. I mean, I think we all wanted to like cannabis. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, J- Joe from Caltrops Press is the only guest that we've had in our history who picked an album just to shit on it the, the whole time. Oh, so, shit. Uh, yeah, he was like, I'm not feeling this. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you pick it then, bro? It was a fun conversation. He, he Uno reversed it on you. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, straight up. Straight up, man. Yeah. Um, nah, I, lo- I love legal drug money. Uh, e, you were talking about the production. Easy Mo B. That's all I gotta say. Easy Moby. Some die nameless, so 
mean, I feel like we do not talk about Easy Moby enough. We do Bro. not. We do not. And that's Bro. a fucking shame. <laughs> legendary. Boom. Legendary. That's all I can say. It's like Buckwild DITC. They just don't talk about them enough. Yeah. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just don't talk about them enough. But they got legendary songs. Legendary songs. Legendary. Big, big. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing about this album. I mean, you're talking about Lost Boys being overlooked. These were big hits. Like Renee and Jeeps. Huge. Huge. You, then you got four or five videos for the album. Like you got mad videos for everything. It's like yeah. you can't you can't go wrong with you can't go wrong with, with a Lost Boys album. Even the first or second, classic, timeless. Music makes me hard. These from oh, the geese, all yeah. the songs like and forever rotation that that could forever be in your rotation like people that don't even fuck with hip-hop know renee oh my god like no lyrics renee was everywhere it was yeah renee renee is just as important as shook ones that's coming from somebody that grew up in queens they whole life i feel that they that they're just as important them songs are just as important as shook ones and survival of the fittest and all that yeah. yeah so that's why when i seen oh they took all the my deep albums we running with mr cheeks right away if not it would have been the beat nuts you know because <laughs> i'm from corona they're like the only rappers that blew up in corona like that so yeah. here's my question the album version of renee is different right than the version that was on the radio right didn't there was a version mm-hmm. of renee that was on was it the don't be a menace soundtrack that the different version yeah. of renee was on all right, so here's yeah. my, here's my question: Which version is your version, the album version or the, the single version? Nah, the album one. The album <laughs> yeah, one. it's yeah. just it's it just got that filler, you know. I hated when they would like um, clean up records too back then, like mm-hmm. take out the curses and all that. Like for the video, I understood it because it's on TV, but like right. to to have it cut out on the physical, like ah. Uh, Nah, <laughs> you know, I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather the original, you know, but they all served it. It all served its purpose. You know, that, that song became big because it was in movies and all that, too. You know, that yeah. that kind of helped it. Yeah, for sure. There's some really good storytelling on Renee and other songs oh, on this man. album, too. It makes me want to dive into that side because I barely do like storytelling. Like, I have some songs where I tell certain things, but, like, I don't have a full record where I'm, like, telling an entire story front to back, you know? Like, yeah. Something like that. So it kind of makes me, just thinking about it now, make me want to dive in and, like, get to that get to that bag where I do those, you know? That same kind of cadence in my own way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But storytelling is a, is a peddler in hip-hop, you know? Some of your greatest songs are a great story. That's right. Like, I got a story to tell, or like, feel me? Shit like that. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Slick Rick, all that, you know? Some mm-hmm. of my favorite some of my favorite songs from Slick Rick is on that um the artist storytelling. I, I would have picked that too. Like that song Memories. Um <laughs> yo, there's so there's so many crazy songs on that. Frozen <laughs> with Raekwon, Me and Nas. Like the, that album's crazy, or or Rakim the um the Eighteenth Letter. That's another joint. Mm. That's yeah, crazy. When I be on the mic, you know, I'm from that. I'm from that cloth right there. That's the type of shit I. That'll make me jump anywhere I'm at mm. <laughs> and be be happy listening to that. You know, 
So it was only right. But I definitely, like, picking legal drug money, I definitely just wanted to give Mr. Cheeks his props. He's, like, so pivotal to me in music in general. The voice, the originality, yeah. you know, the way he stretches bars, the way he say them. He'll have a dance for his verse and, like, like, you feel me? He always, <laughs> he always dressed him like that baggy look and all that. Like, he just had it, bro. He's pivotal to me. Like, that's an that's a icon to me. No cap. And I bet you, like, no one knew who he was. For real, for real. When he came out with Lights, Camera, Action. I bet you no one knew. Nah, nah. Like, put it together. <laughs> like, this is Mr. Cheeks. For, you know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. <laughs> nah, he had to, he had to solo out. But that was that's a crazy transition, you know, going into Y2K. Yeah. Like, you know, even Nas made... They hate that Nostradamus album so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's one of the... People hate albums. Nas for a lot of shit. No, but that that one, they they was mad at that time. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and when I was a kid, I remember watching people argue, like, oh, this genuine shit garbage. Like, <laughs> I can't listen to this. What he talking? <laughs> and he did three verses on this? Like, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I've seen those arguments in person, you know, straight up. So, like, that's why oh, it's just... Shit. It's it's crazy to me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just just being from Queens, it was like always all about the Queens rappers, you know. So that, yeah. that's why that's why he was one of my main picks. Mm. I just have one more thing to say about legal drug money. How about Cheeks going in on Marky Mark on Channel Zero? I completely oh, forgot about that. <laughs> I love that. I love that hook on that song too. Yeah. That's just such a good tune. Like I don't know, he had a he had a way with hooks too. That was crazy, for sure. But yeah, he 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 fried Marky Mark on <laughs> Marky Mark. Like what the fuck was that? I completely forgot about that, and I was listening to it this afternoon. I was like, oh shit, this is amazing. <laughs> can he can he like update that to like do a two thousand and three or two thousand twenty three version who's, and like who's the rapper oh, Jack Harlow? Uh, there's so many there's so oh, fucking man. many now there's so yeah, fucking there's, many there's a lot i can't even lie yeah come on yeah there's like there's like blooper rapper now you got blooper rappers and parody rappers and like it's fucking wild um, yeah the art is the art form is definitely being um expanded in an odd way right now <laughs> if i could say it nicely like the vultures are sneaking in come go. on <laughs> come on man, full circle moment right there oh, well man. mr cheeks if you listen to this <laughs> help us help yeah. us out For real, that. Man. show them how to dress or something man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I seen him pull out the fly suits and shit he looks straight out the chocolate factory and all that i'll fuck with it <laughs> yeah well size this has been a, a wonderful conversation Thank you for picking this album. It's about time we talked about Lost Boys. Of course. Man. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. This this was lovely. It was lovely to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming through. Before we close, is there anything you want folks to know about upcoming projects? Everyone should go listen to Bionic Arm, by the way. Yeah. Go listen to Thank You Cap, Allegory. Yeah. Ray, Ray Gun and Bionic Arm. I dropped four albums in the last year. That's over 80 something songs. So if you don't know me, you got a treat ahead of you. You know, you got a big, nice platter of music to digest. And it's all real sustainable music. It's all great music. It's from the heart. It's made with intention. 
you know. So we just we 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 leaving it on that note, you know. Big yeah. primal sound garmentry, big taste breath. Shout out all the all the people that helped me get here, you know. Yeah, you forgot. You forgot where are the bugs with uh, feet oh, and man. lungs, man. I love that album, man. Shout Incredible. out to Feek and Lunch, man. That's that's yeah. just a, that's another one. You see, I, <laughs> I can't even remember <laughs> every everything that happened in the last year, but it was amazing, man. It's just so much great things that happened this year, and you know, I'm riding that high. I'm riding that wave right now. I'm gonna continue to make more music. You can expect an album from me every three or four months. Honestly speaking, you know, I'm doing that until my life changes. And, mm. You know, things don't look the same no more in a good way. <laughs> you know, that's what's up. Yeah. Love to hear yeah. it. Yeah. All right, folks, this has been the next movement. Thanks for listening. Peace. Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Oh, man, yo, don't ever try to play with my spirit. They serving vague imagery I could barely make out. The type shit I'm seeing in my vision sometimes. Trying to cherish the moment for what it's truly hitting for. Am I supposed to learn, feel pain, or face both? Remain close. If it's really up, it's stuck there. I swear I got you forevermore. Morally right, more overboard. Underwater, more to come off your sight. I can see behind the shade you hide and third eye spotted. Under the same light, you get what you get. You get what you give. Get it how you live. You dig like dead bodies, you not live. This a contact sport, how could I not make strides? I don't need it if it ain't all the way live. Shorty gave up and left me behind. Same one telling me the world is mine now. How you figure? Yeah. Yo, wonder.